Hi and welcome to the All Plane Podcast where I talk with the movers and shakers that are redefining the future of commercial aviation. As usual before today's show, let me remind you once more that all previous episodes of this podcast as well as many other aviation stories are available on the All Plane website. That's allplane.tv A-L-L-P-L-A-N-E dot TV. Today we talk about a topic that is often there in the background. Perhaps it's not that much of an issue for many of those listening to this podcast right now, but it is certainly a big problem among the general population and one that concerns airlines very much. We are talking about the fear of flying, which according to some estimates might be affecting to some degree or another about a third of the population. So quite a large number of people. Our guest today, Alon Perek, is certainly not afraid of flying. He's got several decades of experience as a pilot, currently flying Dreamliners for El Al, Israel's national airline, and prior to that in the Israeli Air Force, where he was flying A-4 and F-16 combat aircraft. But Alon became interested in this phenomenon, in the fact that for so many people, flying is a source of anxiety, of fear, even panic. So after coming across some direct cases of people in his circle that had this issue, Alon started teaching a series of workshops for people that wanted to overcome this fear of flying. The results were so positive that he soon started looking for ways to scale up this activity. And he came up with a mobile app called SimpliFly, which provides a whole range of content that seeks to calm down people that are afraid of flying and help them fight this fear. How do they do it? Well, you will have to tune in for today's episode, in which Alon shares quite a few insights about this topic, as well as about his entrepreneurial journey. And by the way, listen attentively, because at some point he also drops some goodies for the audience. So that's enough from me for now. Let's welcome Alon to the podcast. Hello, Alon. How are you? Fine, thank you. Thank you for hosting me. Where are you joining us from today? Today I'm in Israel. Tomorrow I'm flying to New York. So, yeah, I guess uh, you, you are constantly on the move because you are a commercial pilot. In addition to being an entrepreneur, we're going to talk now about the, <laughs> the entrepreneurship part and, and the very interesting project you, you are leading. Yeah, tell us a little bit about, about your background, because I think you've, you've got a pretty interesting background in aviation. You've been in, in a military pilot in the IDF. You are also a commercial pilot at El Al. Right, El Al, yes. Uh huh. The National Airline of Israel, and you are also the founder of Simply Fly, which is oh, Simply Fly app, which is actually an app, a mobile app that is helping people deal with the fear of flying, which is a topic. That's it's a topic that I wanted to touch upon already for quite some time. I'm not one of the, let's say, like targets for your app because I'm not much afraid of flying but that's a real problem for many people out there and that's something definitely that people in the industry have been looking into because we can talk now about the figures but it, it's a significant percentage of people that have some sort of, of fear of flying. yeah uh, so yeah first of all tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, and about your your project about simplify Okay, so uh, where do I start? You know what, I'll start uh, at the age of nine. When I was nine years old, my mother took me to uh, eye test and the optician uh, took some uh, tests. And then he told me, you know, kid, you are a little bit short-sighted. It will not really affect your life. You are just not going to be a pilot. That's all. Hmm. So at the age of nine, I knew that I was not going to be a pilot. But the military thought differently, and when I was uh, 19 approximately, they just took me to the flying course of the Air Force, uh, where 
every uh, Israeli uh, uh, guy that fits the uh, the criteria gets there. It's mm-hmm. not that you volunteer to go to the flying course. You can uh, opt out if you want, but but I was called to do that, and I did a flying course. Uh-huh. It was a surprise for me, but I did it. And then uh, I graduated at uh, 1981, which is a very long time ago. Uh-huh. I became a fighter pilot in the Israeli Air Force. I uh-huh. flew a Skyhawk A4, and mm-hmm. then uh, 10 years later, I transitioned to fly F-16. And wow. I flew uh, F-16s until I retired from uh, military flying at uh, 2006. Uh, in between, I was a, a career officer in the Air Force, I, and I had a very interesting uh, mission being the head of the international affairs of the Air Force. And that can be a, a topic for a, a series of podcasts, but okay. we'll touch it today. <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess lots of it is, is not <laughs> yeah. it's classified. <laughs> No, it's no. Uh, actually most of it. It's not classified, but again, I, I can okay. talk about it all day long. And yeah. then at uh, 2004, actually, I was still a reserve pilot at the mm-hmm. Air Force. I decided to join uh, the airline as a commercial pilot. Mm-hmm. Now, talking about being surprised of things, for a, a fighter pilot, the most boring mission. This thing that is you cannot think about is just taking a plane from one point to another and not doing anything in between. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. said, I will never be a commercial pilot. But then I thought again, I said, you know, it's going to be a lousy job, but I will have good life. Mm-hmm. And I joined Elal. And immediately I found out that I was wrong because it was a fascinating transition to be an airline pilot. Uh-huh. It is a totally different profession. And I, I can dedicate a whole <laughs> talk about the difference between airline and, and military aviation. It's opposite in, yeah. in a nutshell. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that's uh, so, a very interesting uh, topic. Yeah. <laughs> so ever since uh, 2004 uh, until today, I am a pilot. And now I'm, I flew the 737s. I flew 747s. And now I'm flying 787, the Dreamliner, uh-huh. as a captain. And uh, life is good. Yeah. So while I was flying, and and actually, if you think, I've, I've spent uh, more than two years, accumulated years in the air, 19 and a half thousand uh, hours over these 40-something years, I found out that there were people that for them, flying is a nightmare. It's something that some for some of them it's a nightmare, some of them it's a dream that will probably never come true. And little by little, approximately 10 years ago, I started to understand that it is a major problem. Mm-hmm. So people were coming to me and telling me their problems, and I tried to explain to them until, uh, let's say, six, seven years ago, there was a young lady, a daughter of one of my uh, friends that came to me. She was 26 years old and I helped her. And then she flew to Thailand. It's 10 10 hours flight. And she returned engaged to her boyfriend, which was a big thing. And then she took me and said, you know, Alon, you really need to do it organized. 
It's not mm-hmm. uh, it's not something like that. And I was actually I knew that at that time. So at, at that point, I said, you know what I know what I want to do. And I sat down and I wrote the entire curriculum and I started my own course in Israel, my own program in Israel. And it has been running for uh, six years now. With a, in the middle, we had a little uh, little p- pandemic. I don't know if you heard about it. So this is a, um, an offline course that you are uh, I teach, teaching, it, quote unquote. Yeah, he start, I started with an offline course. Uh-huh. Uh, I had hundreds of people going through this course with an amazing success rate. Amazing. It was 88% of the people said that it helped them. Now, we have to define success. The fear of flying did not vanish, not for all of them. But people that could not fly started to fly. People that flew with major anxieties could even enjoy from time to time from flying. And the overarching goal was not to let the fear of flying affect their quality of life. So they may be afraid from time yeah. to time, but not, not affecting their life. Yes. Uh-huh. But it was not scalable because I could host 10 people, 12, 16 every time. Yeah. So I, I had 400 people going through my course, but it was not enough. You know, yeah. you mentioned it. The, the number or the percentage that is a common understanding in the industry is that 33% of the population are afraid of flying to the extent that it affects their lives. Wow. I, now, I would have never said it was so many. The 30% yeah. is, is a third almost. Yes. So. Now, some of them are flying with yeah. major anxieties. They transfer it to their kids. Some of them are avoiding flying. Now, think about a family in which the mother is not flying. So mm-hmm. the entire family has to limit themselves to uh, vacations uh, nearby. Yeah. And that that uh, woman, that mother, cannot work in a work that uh, that is involved in, in flying. Mm-hmm. It is a major a problem yes and and, uh, and it's a loss for the airline industry it is yeah. a big problem. yeah especially in israel where air travel you are so dependent on air travel to yes to, to travel to other countries uh, yes we're an not... island in a way yeah. yeah yeah and how how did you get to this number 30 percent? is this some scientific paper or some uh, surveys yeah. or... yes google it and see for example the virgin australia uh, published that 10%, one 10% of the actual people that are flying are afraid of flying. We, uh, in November 2021, we launched a survey in the United States. Uh, we simply fly. Mm-hmm. We got 1,700 uh, results. It was really a, a very va- uh, wide survey. The first question was, how much are you afraid of flying? Number one was not afraid. Two was minimal fear. Three was a substantial fear, and four was extreme fear. Now listen to this. Uh, 58.5% of the people reported not afraid of flying. 25% of the adult population reported minimum flying, minimum uh, fear. Mm -hmm. 8.5% reported we are 
substantially afraid of flying, and another 8% reported extreme fear. So if you are talking about uh, extreme and and substantial, it's 16%. Yeah. But another 25% of the population report they are afraid. So this is a huge number. Yeah, it's a spectrum. And, huh? It's it's like to, to different degrees from extreme to, to just maybe some people are just scared in specific moments when there's turbulence. Other people yes. just simply have a kind of pathological fear that cannot even get on board an airplane. And, and you're touching uh, the, a very important point because we call it aerophobia or fear of flying, but it mm -hmm. is actually many types of fear. And you can roughly say that we you can divide it into two parts. One part are afraid of the flying. The mm -hmm. other part is afraid of the fear. Mm. And, and if you want a litmus test for this, you ask a person who is afraid of flying, tell them, okay, guys, you are in the airport now with your beloved ones. You are going to board a plane. And now I can offer you a solution. You only are going to, be, to go to the destination by very fast train. And all the family will fly. If they tell you it's a very good solution, it means that they are not afraid of flying because they, they are willing to send their beloved ones on the plane. Mm -hmm. They are afraid of being afraid. They are afraid of the anxiety of panic attack. Yeah. Some of them feel that fly, uh, the flying is really dangerous, but uh, that's something that we have learned through, during the years, that these are not the major portion. Many of the people are being are afraid of the fear mm -hmm. of being in a stage stationary place, not being able to do anything about the fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and these courses offline that you you started doing offline, how are they? I mean, they're in school and people sit there and 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 listen to you, or there is some more interactive element to it. How how are they uh, organized? So it's. Uh, it has four uh, components, the offline course. It uh -huh. has four, four components, but all of them are not treatment and does not involve any physical thing. First of all, it's a one day of a seminar in which I give them the information. Then we have another one-on-one -on -one session, which we do more or less before uh, a flight. They get... Uh, the app to rehearse and to uh, to uh, still use it again and again in order to remember the thing. And we maintain constant uh, contact via WhatsApp, text messages, uh, uh, phone calls, etc. That's all. Because, and I'm going to, since it's only you and me here, I can explore the, the real secret of, of SimpliFly. The secret is very simple. First of all, as I told you, we're not going to eliminate the fear. The fear will stay, but we're giving them a very pertinent, very, um, very relevant information coming from a reliable source, which is the pilot, and we're giving it to them when they need it. For example, first of all, they didn't need it 
here before they fly, and then they can take it with them on board the plane on an app. And even the inside the application, they have a feature in which they can chat with the pilot or if they are in fear before the flight or even on board the plane, if they have internet, they push a button and some pilot, one pilot somewhere in the world will answer them, give them answers, give them advice, etc. So that's all. It's not that we are pulling some kind of tricks and things like that. We're just giving them information and coming from a pilot, it's more or less like uh, you feel some kind of a pain in the chest and um, you can have alone telling it's okay or a doctor, physician tell you. It's, the, it's not the same thing. So that's what the offline uh, that the offline class was all about. But what I realized is that we can just pack it all inside one mobile application and, and disseminate to the world. And I get, you know, people are contacting me via the app or in other ways and telling me, we downloaded it. We took the entire course, which is almost three hours of a course. And then we went out flying. And if we needed, we... Chat, we did a chat with the pilot, and that's all. They never met me. They never knew who I was, which is amazing. Yeah, so to get into the app itself, which I think, when did you launch the app? That was quite recent, right? Yes, we launched it in last July. It's a, okay. a year and something, yeah. I've been playing a little bit with it. Mm -hmm. uh, after you you kindly sent me a link so that I, I could uh, check it out and, and test it. So just uh, I'm going to post a link uh, for people to check it out and, and download if if uh, they feel inclined to do so. But basically to summarize, I would say there are two main parts. One is all the content uh, that you've mm -hmm. put in there. So it's basically it's like a like a course, as you were mentioning, divided in many different lessons. You get these videos where it's not just you, but also like you've got a team of fellow pilots that are uh, basically explaining different things that can happen during the, the flight experience and, and whether there's weather phenomena, turbulence, stuff like that, or the more basic stuff as well. And then there's a contact the pilot function where you yes. can chat with a pilot. Is this a function that is always on? I, I didn't try that, that part because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not in a flight, <laughs> so I wouldn't feel like, hey, I'm just, uh, you know, contacting the pilot without anything yeah. to say, but how does it work? I mean, uh, you have a team of people there that are constantly online, ready to answer questions. So Think, think about uh, Uber. It's like an Uber of pilots. We don't have, you know, pilots standing by for, uh, to answer questions. We have a couple of dozens of pilots from all over the world that have that app designated as a pilot's app. And if they are ready to, if they are uh, available, they will answer first come, first served. It's like an Uber. It can be that you ask for a pilot and there is nobody available because no, maybe nobody is available or they are in, in a chat. So you can try it uh, after a while. Uh, you, you said about posting a, a link to download the app. Uh, what we will do is I will give you a coupon code that will allow the people to use the app for a couple of days without paying, just to get an impression of how it goes. Because one 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 parenthesis here I would like to add. 
uh, your ad follows a, a freemium model, right? So you you have yes. a, some content is free, but if you want some um, more advanced features, that I think the the the, chat, the pilot chat is part of the of the premium package. Am I right? It's a, the pilot chat is a paper chat, so you have to yeah. buy what we call it smiles s smiles uh -huh. uh, to uh, these are the credits to chat, but. Uh -huh. But also, you need to uh, to purchase a subscription in order to unlock all the features, mm -hmm. and uh, your listeners will be able to use it for free for a period of time once they put the, that uh, coupon. Okay, good. So uh, yeah, I'll I'll definitely add this this link, and and people can then check that out. Tell me more about what's been the the market reaction to that you've released globally. I, if I understand correctly, anywhere in the world you can get this app. It's yes. in, in English, yeah. Yes. And and then you've got you've you've got a small team, right? Also working on this. I've seen there yes. are some fellow pilots in the videos. And what's been the market reception so far? So we are uh, planning to cooperate with the major players in the industry. The first one was uh, obviously my airline, El Al, which got. A package, what we called, which includes first of all, they give their passenger the app for free for one month. So if you are flying a lot, you just input your PNR code into the app, and and you get it for free for a month. And then they got all the media on board the plane, so you can board the plane, and on the entertainment system of the plane, you can take the entire course. Their flight attendants got it video that teaches them how to help fearful flyers, how to identify them and what messages to deliver and how to help them. So El Al is the first airline in the world that gives a, a coverage from the moment that you buy the ticket until you disembark at the end of the flight. Okay, the that's same interesting. Thing where we are now, yeah, it's, it's a partnership with El Al. Yeah, no, because uh, it's that's interesting. one thing. Because it, it's not just um, a standalone app, but uh, also the the way you you package it as a as part of the airline experience that catches my eye. Because I've been I've been working in a number of projects in the past in in terms of uh, passenger experience and in-flight entertainment stuff like that, e-commerce. So that's actually quite quite interesting how an airline can offer this as part of the experience and and also for. For a startup like you to get the, all this sort of distribution as well. Yes. I, I don't know. Do, so, do you white label this, or do you distribute it through through your own brand or co-branded with LL or how? How? What sort of? Initially, brand? initially it is our brand, and uh, once you uh, apply the coupon code of LL or actually the PNR, then there is a little label of LL on the app on your app. And El Al can, they didn't yet, they can choose to put their own videos in the app. So all the people that will use the coupon code will be exposed to this, uh, uh, this content. But we also can provide white label. I didn't mention it, but we will develop more languages. Now think about this. Even now, if you take your own app and switch the English to Hebrew, then you get a different set, set of media. And if we cooperate, for example, with a Spanish airline, we will produce a set of media for them. But 
this, let's say, Iberia will, will uh, cooperate with us and they have an English speaker uh, customer, then that customer will still have the app of Iberia but can switch to English and see uh, the, the two pilots that speak in English, the mm -hmm. other two pilots, and Korean and, and uh, Chinese and whatever. The app can take any, any language. Uh -huh. So that, so that's the cooperation with the airline. And I think this is a win-win situation because many people avoid flying because of flying of fear. Many people maybe will choose to fly with an airline that gives them answer to their fear rather than flying with another airline. Another type of cooperation that we launched and it is really working is with airports in the United States. They have defined that customer experience is a major gap, especially after the COVID uh, era, and they want to do things to help the passengers. So, for example, Los Angeles is is an airport is uh, publishing uh, Simply Fly and giving uh, their passengers a coupon code to use it. Boise Airport in the United States, and we have a couple of more airports that we are uh, talking. Uh -huh. So this is another way to distribute. Think about major companies that have tens of thousands uh, of employees that need to travel. So you can download it from, from the web, whatever you have from the app stores as you want, but you can get it from airline, from airport, from your company, whatever. So basically you have all this distribution through partners, through airlines, mm -hmm. through airports. Where do you go from here? I mean, I guess you're planning to reach as many people as possible through these partnerships. What about also direct downloads? How are you promoting this this application? Uh, because I guess it's pretty competitive to to get noticed in the like there are so so many millions of applications. So, um, what 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 is the best way to to get noticed? So you're hitting the the nail on the head because this is really a big problem. We initially thought that we will not deal with B2C. We will not uh, deal with the customers. They will find us a little bit, but we will mainly do it through airlines and airports. Unfortunately, uh, airlines are very uh, difficult to move. They're very heavy. They have their own processes. And while we want to... Uh, push forward, we had to uh, to go to the B2C channel. We are doing uh, paid um, advertisement through Google and through uh, Facebook. We also, of course, do it with uh, YouTube and, uh, mm -hmm. and Instagram because they are connected. But this is really a very big thing. Now, I'm if you did the calculation, I'm more than six years old. I'm not, you know, the young entrepreneur and I'm learning uh, new things here. So we took a company here in Israel that is doing it for us, but this is a big thing. So you know, people, the, the competition. People searching for things like, uh, I'm afraid of flying, uh, how to fight fear of flying. Um, people searching that on Google would, would yes. come on your, I uh, would come across. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> in, Israel, in Israel, we, we would do better at this. In the uh -huh. United States, uh, we are focusing on several areas in which we could do better, but it is a very big, big problem, very huge uh, issue to cover.
And uh, I believe it will take time, but we will get our the, the right place. We have excellent reviews on the stores, more than 4.5, which also will eventually uh, bring uh, this to the attention of people. We already have 12,000, a little bit more than 12,000 downloads, which uh -huh. is good. And uh, yeah. we are working. It is really hard work. Yeah, pretty impressive. 12,000. 12, um, which is, you know, for, for an app that you use for a very specific thing, it's it's pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, I'm not an expert in the app economy, but yeah. Um, but it's a, a huge problem. That's it. Yeah. yeah many yeah. people are, are you know, uh, ashamed to admit it, mm -hmm. while it's very easy to download the app and yes. take the course without anybody knowing about it. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, you said it's now available in English and Hebrew. Yes. Okay. Any plans to launch new languages anytime soon? Yes. That would depend on partners that you secure. It, it it depends on partners, but I am almost certain that the next two languages will be uh, Spanish and French mm -hmm. because yeah. we think that there are ma major portion that uh, re request uh, help. And uh, with these uh, languages, we will cover a very big portion of, of the mm -hmm. world. Later on, who knows? But yes, we need we need uh, to partner with somebody in, because it costs money. We are we're a startup, you know. We uh, we recruited some money, raised some funds, but we are really working uh, from home in a way. Yeah, there's one more thing I wanted to ask you about, and you mentioned there's like a network of pilots. You you even mentioned Uber as a analogy. <laughs> yeah. uh, so. How does it work? Uh, you obviously you have the let's say the team of the company that, that is directly managing the app, but then you also have people that all the pilots that are collaborating with you. How this might work? I'm asking because I know there are quite a few pilots that are listening to this podcast regularly. So do they sign up to be part of this network? Do they get a share of of the income that comes from this premium? contributions what would you say to pilot community that might be interested in being part of this okay so first of all in order to uh, join us you just uh, go to the simplyflyapp.com and look for the pilot uh, section there you can uh, enroll now what i can offer uh, and the process is very simple you enroll we check that you are really an airline pilot and uh, and that and then we accept you, and then you have to look at the, at our training video, which is 25 minutes long, and get uh, some information from us. Then you do at least one dummy chat, training chat with, with us in order to, to make sure that you understood it. And then you have your app. You're not... Um, you're not committed to anything. You can and you can switch it on and off whenever you are ready to answer uh, to answer to chess. Now, what we offer you uh, as a compensation, first of all, is a huge, huge satisfaction. Something that you could never understand until once you have helped somebody to overcome this fear. Second thing, we pay you a part of the of what we charge the the customers for the for the app chat, uh, but this is really uh, yes. You if you are working a lot and if we have uh, many chats that you can make some money, but this is not the thing. 
So guys, if you are a pilot and you are listening to this podcast, you can join us. And what I can offer you is huge satisfaction and a little money. How it goes, very simple. You go to our website, which is simplyflyapp.com, and you register. We contact you. We approve you. Then you get uh, some training video to watch in order to understand how uh, to learn how to do it. Then we do a very short uh, chat, dummy chat, training chat to qualify you. Then you have the app. You are not committed to anything. Only when you are available to, to answer questions or to answer chats, you turn it on and you get uh, like an Uber driver eventually, like uh, and you get chats. And once you do the first chat, you understand all the things that were not really understood before, how you save lives of people and do you let them fly uh, and, and understand how flying is a good thing. So pilots, join us. Please. Well, you hear it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very good. So, when people want to learn more about this project, where should they go? What is the app URL or what what app stores they can find it at? They can they can find it in both Apple and Google stores. But the easiest way to find it is to go to our website. There is a direct link that will take them to the to the stores. And again, the, the URL, we will post it uh, below. It's uh, simplyflyapp.com. And don't forget, before, don't buy the premium. Use our uh, uh, promo code in order to get it for free for a couple of days in order to use it and to try it. Fly with it even and, and enjoy. The best thing or the most important thing is for people who are afraid of flying, to understand that most of the people can overcome it. Unfortunately, now, and I didn't tell it before, most of the people choose not to deal with this and are doomed to stay there. But if you want and if you are willing to learn and to listen, you can overcome the fear of flying. Thank you very much, Alon. I think we can we can leave it here today. Um... You mentioned quite a few things that could make for, for uh, I guess, <laughs> very interesting future podcast episodes of your, your time in the IDF and your time in, the, uh, in uh, flying as a commercial pilot. Uh, we've got quite a few, well, quite a few. We've got commercial pilots and, and crew members here in the podcast in, in earlier episodes. And it's always, uh, you know, interesting to, <laughs> to hear how, how life is for, for you guys that are constantly up in the air from one yes. side of the wall to the to the other but uh yeah today we are a bit running out of time but thank you so much for for being here today i will be posting all the links and yeah looking forward to keep track of your project as it grows it was my pleasure to be here and i will be very happy to talk about flying and whatever you want to Mm -hmm. uh, it's been my pleasure to, to be here. Thank excellent, you for hosting. Excellent. Excellent. Hopefully, we can arrange a, a future episode. Thank you very much, Alon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Before you go, and if you like this podcast, a quick reminder that it would be absolutely great if you could please give it a rating on Apple, Spotify, or whichever platform you are using, or recommend it to a friend or whomever might be interested. Thank you very much, and see you soon. Bye.